This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello and welcome to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Tori Phantom. And I'm Gwena Leithland. This podcast is dedicated to parents with freezers full of dino nuggets and cabinets full of Easy Mac because that's all your kids will eat. And to those with wildly adventurous eaters, so adventurous you have to help them define what is and is not food. You would be shocked how much of parenting is just telling your kids things aren't food. Like, I understand that is a plastic dinosaur, but that is Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. the dino nuggets. They're different. They're different things. Spit it out. Please (laughs) stop putting it in your mouth. Spit it out. You just put your hand out. Spit it. Spit it out. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. you're going to get the dinosaur and an unnecessarily large amount of spit. (laughs) Like, why why did you make this much spit? Why is there so much saliva? Come on. (laughs) Today, we are going to be talking about food, feeding littles, and how to help our kids have a good relationship with food. But first, we got to start the timer. So, Tori, what does mealtime look like in your house? Okay. Okay. So, in our house, we'll we'll define this as days all my kids are home, all day, not school days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it'd be kind of weird to talk about what mealtime looked like when my kids weren't home. Uh, Breakfast and lunch on school days is I send my children to school and someone there gives them food. Yeah. I asked, I'd say, what did you have for breakfast and lunch? I don't remember. Yes, you do. Yeah. But breakfast at my house is usually easy fix food. If it can go in the microwave or a toaster, we're We're not a big cereal family. Cereal, if we eat cereal, it's more of a snack food. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I keep my freezer stocked with waffles and the pancakes. We have bagels. Mm -hmm. And so my thing with breakfast, because I want them to have a good start to their day, that's the entree. We need sides. So let's have some fruit with it. Mm -hmm. Let's try to get some protein. Like I can scramble an egg quick. I I will cook an egg. Uh, You -hmm. know, do you want some yogurt? What Like we want a nice big breakfast, Uh, even if it's easy fix food. You know, it takes five minutes to Mm -hmm. throw all those things together. Well, see, and like for breakfast for me, it's very similar because like we have we have a cabinet full of kid food. So there's Cliff Bars and Nutri-Grain and Pop-Tarts. We do do cereal. Fruit leather and applesauce is big, uh, but we have a fruit basket and a drawer of yogurt. I typically tell the kids to grab something from the cabinet, something from the fridge and a piece of fruit because I want them to have the most balanced meal. Are they getting a lot of sugar? Yes, because I live in America and most of our ready-made foods have just a yeah. lot of sugar in them. But I'm yeah. trying to make sure that they get fruit. I'm trying to make sure they get protein, which is in the yogurt. Uh, peanut butter figures heavily into our stuff. So I'm trying to make sure that they oh, get yeah. protein, grain, sugar, like a good foundation. My kids are mostly made of peanut butter and ketchup. I also am mostly made of peanut butter, but I don't like ketchup. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so breakfast is kind of, you know, that's the vibe. And then Mm -hmm. they might have a snack between breakfast and lunch. Lunch is kind of, I, lunch is something I struggle with. 
because not like yeah. struggle with, but there's no definitive. This is lunch. So like sometimes they'll have leftovers. Mm-hmm. They very rarely eat the same thing for lunch. You know, we got sandwiches. We have spaghettios. We have more sandwiches, maybe a quesadilla. It's still quick fix stuff and different mm-hmm. sides, but it's still we're trying to find protein. We're trying to find some sort of produce. If that's going to be, you know, hummus and vegetables, if that's mm-hmm. going to be cheese. <laughs> One of my kids loves tuna. Like her perfect lunch is tuna fish with mayonnaise in a bowl. Mm-hmm. No seasoning, mm-hmm. no seasoning, no bread. <laughs> tuna fish and mayonnaise in a bowl. I hate tuna fish. It smells so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but as a side, olives and a kiwi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like that's and I'm like, you need you actually do need carbs. Like, can we do bread? Crackers. Can we eat some something? And she's like, I'll I'll eat a piece of bread with butter on it. And I'm like, all right, carb carbs. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good. But it's just kind of whatever we find around. Maybe leftovers. I think I might have said that. We also do ready-mades. Leftovers actually, leftovers end up sitting for a dinner experience later. We don't really, we used to, but we don't really do dinner leftovers for lunch. Lunch is mostly ready-mades, Uncrustables, chicken nuggets, uh, the microwave meals, uh, Lunchables. Sometimes those are store-bought and sometimes like I got a bunch of lunch meat and like we're having a Lunchable, but it's not really like a a Lunchable Lunchable. It's just kid charcuterie. It's not as expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can buy one pack of pepperoni and we have like a week of Lunchables now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like a grazing table of food for lunch. Yeah. It's not like a yeah. specific, but like we're going to fill our bellies. We're going to have a mm-hmm. good variety, but it's our big meal in our house. That's where I put the effort in usually is dinner. It's dinner. Yeah, that's where I'm Same. actually going to spend time. And like, I mean, I've been known to spend two over two hours in the kitchen making a really fancy dinner. I just the other day mm-hmm. I sent you a random text of homemade jalapeno poppers. That wasn't yes. even dinner. It's just like I'm ready to cook in the middle, like in the <laughs> evening. And so I, that's where I kind of shine. But also some mm-hmm. days we're going to DoorDash it. We're going to mm-hmm. get the dino nuggets out and have a side of mac and cheese. There's so many things that are moving pieces. We finally got to a point that I'm I'm actually really enjoying. And this isn't something that I'm expecting to last forever. Um, it's already sort of like coming apart. But when we moved to this house, we had place for a table big enough for all five of us to sit at. So mm-hmm. we instituted family dinners. Like we sit down, everything served family style. So I put things into bowls and we we have a lazy Susan that we spin around so everyone can I love that. dish out. Like we do the standard Americana family dinner probably five to six nights a week, cooked at home, phones away, TV off. And that is a really new system for us. And the reason I say that's that's starting to come apart just a little bit is my oldest is now 16. Uh, she has a job. Uh, she's got school, she's got extracurricular activities. So she doesn't, she isn't able to join us for every dinner. She's there for most of them, but like my kids are starting to feel where's Abby and they have a special name for her, but where, where's Abby? Oh, well, she's at school. Oh, oh, so they're disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're realizing we're, we're going to have to start. Yeah. We're going to see Abby less and less because she's becoming a grown up. She's got other stuff that she has to do that may mean she's not at home as much and that's okay. 
I haven't imagined how that might be tricky with the littles when it comes to things just like dinner time. See, in our house, we always, always do the family dinner. Uh, That's actually from Mm -hmm. the beginning, something that was so important to me because growing up, Mm-hmm. No, uh, if we had dinner, uh, we didn't eat it in the same room. See, and we did always eat it in the same room. It was just typically on the couches watching the TV. Like we weren't yeah. conversating yeah. as a family. We were just in the room together. Right. And I think because as a kid, I would like see the classic family dinners on TV and mm-hmm. I wanted it so badly. I was so sad. And yeah. so when I had my kid, I was like, we're going to do this. And and screens mm-hmm. are off, uh, you know, sit at the table if you have one. Uh, we didn't always have one. There was a time where we had moved. We didn't have a table. And so mm-hmm. my kid and I would sit on the floor together and we would yeah. we would eat our dinner. There, I had a step stool that had like two steps. And so we'd put her yeah. plate on the top one and she'd sit on the bottom shelf and I'd just sit on the floor next to her. Uh, and currently we have the table. I bought this table in the chairs when we moved into this house, mm-hmm. but they only sell the chairs in... Uh, four your family of five yeah we're a family of five so i'll find like uh maybe my piano bench maybe a mm-hmm. tiny kid's chair from their little table and i like pull up to the table in that <laughs> i could just buy another chair but like i'm not going to because i'm making it work <laughs> i have other seating options yes my nose is at the level of the table because i'm sitting in a child's chair but i'm getting the kids view of the table in the their grown-up <laughs> chair you know uh, I don't do the the full serving uh, bowls. Number one, mm-hmm. I don't want to make extra dishes. Uh, <laughs> I have a teenager. I don't have to wash them. <laughs> she does. <laughs> number, t- number two, the way that our table is set up, it's like up against a wall. It just kind of doesn't mm-hmm. always work. But I just make their plates and then yeah. put them on the table and I call them to dinner and we sit down and it's mm-hmm. it's every night, even if it's a low effort meal, like mac and cheese mm-hmm. and hot dogs, uh, even if it's DoorDash, whatever, it's like... That's our time. We still sit down. Yeah. Yeah. See, we we do something called picnic nights, which there isn't really like I know people have like Taco Tuesdays and and like picnic night would be a specific. This is as necessary, uh, sometimes because someone is ill, sometimes because just it was the plan. Sometimes it wasn't the plan. Anyway, they have these blankets that they pull out, they toss on the floor and that is typically when we're doing ready mades or non-messy meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a grazing board. The bigs are on the couches and typically we watch a movie for picnic nights. That's maybe one night a week, yeah. not even every week. We we do something like that maybe once a month and it's kind yeah. of this exciting thing. And it's usually if we like uh, order delivery and then yeah. we go and we sit in our living room and we put a movie on and we just kind of all sit and eat. And it's like, it's special, but I hate cleaning it up. So I know. <laughs> Do you have scents that you like that are just odd? Like, I enjoy the scent of sunscreen. Sunscreen makes me think of those really awesome summers when I was little. And my mom said I could go play in the sprinkler. And I just discovered a product that smells like sunscreen, but better. It doesn't have that chemically scent. It smells citrusy and bright. And it's made with seaweed. It's the lotion and body oil from Osea. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil has a bright, and familiar tropical citrusy scent. It's like your dream beach vacation in a bottle. But it's not just about the daydream evoking scent. This rich, never greasy body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. 
It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow like you just returned from a tropical getaway. This absorbs so cleanly, smells so amazing, and it's made with really clean, sustainable, cruelty-free, climate-neutral certified ingredients. I love that. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code CHILDPROOF at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code CHILDPROOF for 10% off. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to stow away those jackets and sweaters and break out the shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. I've now got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. My favorite summer offering from Quince is their super soft, almost silky basic tees. Like, I am definitely in my basic tee era. Some cute little shorts, maybe a little lace, definitely some sparkles on the butts because I live in Oklahoma. And then just a basic tee, French tucked, and some bracelets. I look amazing. I feel comfortable. And I saved so much money getting really high quality clothing from Quince. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash childproof for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash childproof to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash childproof. So I have a question for you. Okay. When you DoorDash, do mm-hmm. you DoorDash the, sa- the same stuff for every kid or is there one kid that's got to have a special meal that's either straight up not door dashed or like do you have a picky eater who it's impossible to door dash for yeah um i actually <laughs> hit this point the other day we actually went out to dinner which is a pretty rare occurrence for us mm-hmm. uh but we went out it's to a dinner lot taking and- three kids in public you'd think yeah, but I, it's I, a lot it's it, it can be a lot and it's also just like I don't know. It throws off our whole routine in the evening and like, I'm very big mm-hmm. on my routines, but <laughs> I was really excited to spend money on her meal because for the yeah. first time ever, she recently just started eating chicken. Uh, not like, yeah. you know, baked chicken or any sort of, it's, it's chicken nuggets, uh, chicken tenders. Yeah. That's a new thing for her. But mm-hmm. we went to a restaurant and I didn't have yeah. to bring her lunchbox. I've been bringing her wow. lunchbox to restaurants for years we're going to a family function Mm -hmm. i'm bringing her lunchbox you know and she ate food from a restaurant but when we doordash it's honestly i will try to get something that everyone is gonna like you know there's different Mm -hmm. places that have like different types of kids meals but sometimes i want something that my kids aren't gonna like especially the littles like my eldest will eat anything (laughs) but -hmm. the other day i wanted jamaican food and so I, I door dashed. Yeah. I got myself some jerk chicken. And those si- I know my little ones aren't going to eat that. It's kind of spicy. And my eldest was mm-hmm. like looking at the menu and she's like, can I try that goat curry? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you can. Of course. 
she she Absolutely. she loves trying new things. But sometimes I'll DoorDash for my eldest and me and Jim, and I will just make the other two stuff at home because they are actually going to be happier with the food we have at home. Like my kids tell me sometimes, like, Mom, we have food at home. And I'm like, this is how the turns have tabled. The The number of times that I will order like fusion tacos for Jack mm. and Abby and me, and then I'll just make the kids Uncrustables from the freezer. <laughs> but they're not going to like anything from the fusion taco. It's not that I'm trying to leave them out. It's just they're not going to like anything. It's a consideration thing because it, it's not yeah. like you you blow them off or they're not getting the same. We're giving them what they like. Right. <laughs> like I'm getting, I'm very excited to be getting fusion tacos. Uh, my kids would hate that. So I'm going to give them this. They love Uncrustables. Right. And that's I, that's the the way that I approach it is that if there's something that they're going to like, yeah, I'll get it for them. But otherwise, I'm going to feed them what they like. I'm not just going to spend money because mm-hmm. I feel guilty that I didn't order them something. They didn't want it. They wanted the they wanted the mac and cheese. My kids chant for mac and cheese. They, they love it. I keep it sucked. It's the orange powder stuff too. None of this cheese it's, goo. Mm-mm. No, no, orange no powder. we can't. You want to have real cheese? No. Come on. Cheese product. (laughs) No. Cheese product. Dehydrated cheese product. I'm asking this question as if I don't know. You have a picky eater. I do. I have a picky eater. But my my picky eater is not as picky as your picky eater. Right. Right. And and there's different levels too. And I kind of, I hate the term picky eater because there's like this negative connotation that either it's a Mm -hmm. personal failing of the parent or that the mm-hmm. kid is just being stubborn and, uh, you know, that it's that it's a personal feeling of the kid. And I don't think that's it. I think there's a lot of things that go into, quote unquote, picky eating. And mm-hmm. like for my kid, it's a lot of sensory issues. When mm-hmm. she was in kindergarten, she would eat her lunch in the classroom with her teacher a couple times a week because the smell mm-hmm. of the cafeteria would make her vomit. And they learned that the hard way. I had told them she's very <laughs> sensitive to scents. And, you know, they, they found out. And so <laughs> fish stick day, she's not eating in the cafeteria. Now we've we've gotten a, a lot better with that as she's gotten older. She's kind of become mm-hmm. more accustomed to different scents. But even cooking at home, there are days where I cook things and mm-hmm. she's like, I can't eat my dinner in the kitchen because of the smell. Like, okay, we can accommodate Fair. that. So when I cook dinner, I try to make at least a little of something everyone likes. So even mm-hmm. if I'm making some baked chicken and steamed broccoli. I'll make a box of Kraft mac and cheese too, because I can put that on the side. Everyone can eat a little. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to her picky eating, my goal has always been to take the anxiety away because there was this anxiety about Mm -hmm. trying new things. And so now we're at this point where nearly eight years later, Mm -hmm. she's starting to try food. I know. She, She ate chicken that I cooked. She, yeah, she tried an egg. She's never bowl. done that before. No, she like just tries things now because I spent so much time. And I honestly, I got a lot of criticism from from people in my life. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't eat enough. Like you, you have to do something about this. What would you like me to do? Right. <laughs> See, here's <laughs> here. Toddler bodies run so hot and so fast. I swear to God, they could run off crude oil. 
their bodies would process it. (laughs) Like we as adults look at our need for variety and go, oh, well, my five food eater cannot possibly be thriving because they only eat five foods and they're all beige. Yeah, you're you're right to be concerned. We do want to address that. We we want to expand that palette, but there's so many things that we as adults forget about how hard it is to be a kid. For instance, kids have more taste buds. As we age, our taste buds begin to to fall away or disintegrate. I'm not using the correct words, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm just imagining a disintegrating tongue now. <laughs> That's the imagery I meant to evoke. <laughs> But but kids have more taste buds. So when they say that it's really, really bitter or sour or and we're like, I don't taste that kid. They do. They're not yeah. making it up. They have right. a way more sophisticated palate and s- smells are new. We know what cooking garlic smells like. And mm-hmm. we have associated that the smell of cooking garlic equates the, the, the taste and tummy feel of good food. But for them, that's not, they don't have that association built in. So it's a very strong, pungent odor just sort of assaulting them. And they're like, why don't you want to eat the garlic bread? It smells wrong. It smells like garlic bread. That's amazing. We know it's amazing. They yeah. don't. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing, too, is that like if you have a picky eater, like number one, there's again, there's different levels here. And if you have mm-hmm. a toddler who when they were, you know, starting to eat solids and maybe through two years old, they really would eat anything. And then suddenly they anything, get closer yeah. to three and it's dino nuggets and mac and cheese. Right. That's normal. There's a reason that there's mm-hmm. a stereotype about toddler food. And part of that is like a grasp at autonomy. They don't mm-hmm. get to make any choices for themselves. Right. But they can pick what they eat. And if they like that one thing, they're going to gravitate towards it. And mm-hmm. so when that starts to happen, it can feel like this anxiety, I think, for parents of like, but mm-hmm. I have to feed you. I have to keep you healthy. I have to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of this idea of eat what you want, add what you need. So like give them the mac and cheese mm-hmm. and the dino nuggets and also some fruit. Uh, so I have like a million different things that I've done to help the picky eating, uh, whether it is my super picky eater or other picky eating that's happening. Well, see, and I think the other thing that that sort of surrounds when we're talking about parenting a picky eater, first of all, I agree with you. The, the name picky eater carries such negativity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because parents have somehow decided they are always responsible for having made a picky eater and and like they did something wrong when they introduced solids or they they didn't do this or they put too much pressure like we sort of internalize that anything that presents as a struggle in our individual kids is a failing on us so i am an adventurous eater um, mm-hmm. There are very few things that I will say no to trying. And I mm-hmm. there are definitely things that I don't like. Um, and sometimes I can look at that and go, no, there, there's no point in me trying that because it's just full of ingredients that I'm not going to enjoy. I yeah. know that. But I, ask me to try it. I will try it. And I will give you my honor. I don't prefer jellyfish, but I have eaten jellyfish. I didn't know you could. You You can eat some varieties of jellyfish if prepared properly. Huh. Um, I had to go to a sushi restaurant in San Francisco. Nice. So that's where I got it. I love that for but you. But anyway, 
My girl child is also an adventurous eater. She is my sushi buddy and has been since it was safe to let her eat sushi. She still only gets cooked rolls at the moment. I'm, <laughs> I'm still, I don't, I don't know when they can start having raw fish, but I feel like five isn't it. So she gets cooked rolls. Yeah. That, and, and like you're in Oklahoma, you're landlocked. So how yeah. fresh is your sushi? I don't know. Right. Yeah. She likes curry and korma, pho, banh mi, all versions of seafood, Brussels sprouts, she isn't a huge fan of onion, but my boy child, my boy child is a 10 food eater. All but spaghetti sauce is beige. He's got 10 foods that are acceptable. Thankfully, they are easy foods and the 10 yeah. foods gives me a better variety. Mm -hmm. But these two children are twins. They were born two minutes apart. They were developed in the same pregnancy. They were raised by the same parents in the same environment with the same access to resources, with the same encouragement and engagement. I didn't make the boy picky. I didn't make the girl adventurous. That's mm -hmm. just how they're wired. It had nothing to do as to whether I breastfed or formula fed, whether we did baby led weaning or introduced vegetables first. They got the same experience. And I have an adventurous eater and I have a picky eater and I didn't do anything to make either of them that way through my actions. Right. That's just right. how they're wired. We've all been there. You come home after a long day of school drop-offs and work and sports practices, sink into the couch and feel too tired to do anything else. But you still need to deal with dinner and you're just not in the mood for takeout. This is why I love Hungry Root the easiest way to eat healthy. They send you fresh, high-quality groceries, simple recipes, and essential supplements. It's like your personal assistant for easy dinners. I am so excited for dinner tonight because I just got my Hungry Root box and I am making sweet and spicy tofu ramen noodles. I love ramen. My kid is really obsessed with ramen right now. I think we are going to very thoroughly enjoy dinner and everything else that came in our Hungry Root box. Each Hungry Root order is fully customizable. You can choose anything you want or let them decide for you. Take a fun short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, and more. Then, They'll build a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole, trusted ingredients. And right now, Hungry Root is offering childproof listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash childproof to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash childproof. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription 
strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. My eldest is such an adventurous eater. And so she's more adventurous than you. Yeah. So here's the thing is that, well, when she was first born and she would just eat anything and I was like, oh, mm. I guess if you want them to eat vegetables, you just give it to them, right? Um, so any, like I'm saying, like I was kind of an asshole about it. Not to people, but just like in yeah. my own, like just I in, had like in your own pride about it, you know? You wouldn't have a picky eater if you just feed them, right? Right. Well, I like, and I never said that. That wasn't really the vibe, but it was like, you know, it, it was like a, mm, I don't have a picky eater. But right. like, uh, then I had my second kid and she put me in my place so fast. <laughs> I was humbled by my own offspring. Oh, yeah. And I was a hugely picky eater as a kid. And I say that now I'm not picky. I'm particular. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, my parents would like bully me about it, which is so shocking to hear after everything I you all have heard about my childhood. But when they would get pizza, Shock I would take the cheese off, scrape the sauce off and just eat the dough. And my mom would make fun of me and be like, you don't like anything with flavor. And the pressure they put on me, like they were so mad about it. And like, mm -hmm. you know, the eat or go to bed hungry or you're going to sit there until you finish mm -hmm. your dinner. Eat or I will force you to. And they did. I will not give details because yeah. I'm not trauma dumping today. But like yeah. the stress I had around mealtime because mm -hmm. of how I knew that probably whatever was for dinner, I wasn't going to like. And they were going to be really mad at me. I hated mealtime because mm -hmm. I knew once I sat down, it was just going to turn into chaos because I couldn't bring myself to eat these the, foods. The criticism was going to begin. Yeah. And I mean, like, I was very much like my picky eater kid where certain smells, textures would cause me to vomit. And mm -hmm. then, like, you know, the response from my parents was very much like I was doing it on purpose, you know? Yeah. Uh, but as I got older and uh, I started to get a little more adventurous. And I think it was during my first pregnancy because your taste changed. Mm -hmm. And yeah. suddenly I, you know, I was starting to cook and I was starting to learn. And so really what I came down to is that I don't know that I was as much a picky eater as much as my mom just is a bad cook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there are, there are certain things that I can't, that I, I don't eat. I can't go to a seafood restaurant because of the smell. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't eat fish, eggs, the smell, mm -mm, nope. And so there's like certain foods that I just know are not for me and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But having an adventurous eater and having the context of my experience with my parents on my picky eating has really influenced the way that I go about things with her. So her and I have this thing where when we do go to a restaurant, mm -hmm. like she's not forced to eat off the kids menu because even though she could, she yeah. doesn't like the kids food. She wants to try mm -hmm. new things. So we will go over the menu and she will find something new. And so like, again, she saw goat curry and was like, I've never had goat. That sounds really interesting. I want to try goat. it. I love goat curry, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went to a Mexican restaurant one day and we're looking at the menu and I saw tacos de lengua, tongue tacos. And I was like, well, you've never tried that. And she was like, yeah, I should try that. Right. And the, the way that I had to like check myself because like I had to make sure that my 
I did not let on that the idea of eating tongue really tongue grossed me was, out. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it wasn't, it was just because I'm weird with meat in general. I don't eat a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. So like, you're going to eat a taste. It's going to lick you back, you know? And <laughs> but this was, but this was a thing where it's like, this is so important for her to just appreciate other cultural mm-hmm. food and to continue this adventurous eating. And so she's like, yeah, I want to try that. She got the tacos and she tried it and she loved it. And she's like, mom, do you want to try a bite? And I was like, I am so satisfied with my meal, but thank you. Because that was the best. Like, I I didn't want to try it. And that's okay, too, you know. But Mm -hmm. I then I have my picky eater. And so one of my kids at that restaurant was eating uh, tacos de lengua. And my other kid had her baby Yoda lunchbox packed with a peanut butter jelly sandwich. You know, balance. I think there is often this push to fix picky eaters. When you realize you have a picky eater and you want to start working with that kid to, you know, expand that palate, try new things, get over themselves. We've got this idea that we're fixing picky eating. And yeah, we we want to work with them, but we're not fixing anything. What I think we're supposed to be doing, and it's easier said than done, as with most things in parenting, we're helping them break down barriers. What is the Mm -hmm. barrier to this food? Is it just because it's new? Is it because it feels weird in your mouth? Like, is it a texture thing? Is it the looks? Like, we absolutely eat with our eyes. We tell our kids not to eat with our eyes all the time, and then we do it 100% of the time. Uh, Well, I think it's natural because eating eating is a sensory experience. It's more than the taste. It's the smell. It's the way it's presented. All of those things go into it. Now, me with nearly 40 years of experience, I can look at a pot of brown mush and be like, I understand that that brown mush may look like brown mush, but it probably tastes really good. So I'm willing to put aside the fact that I think it looks. And you, but you base that too on the smell because if it doesn't look right, you're going to, yeah. And that's a thing that I think about too, because here's the thing when, when you said, there's this drive to fix picky eating. I don't think mm-hmm. that ends after a child grows because like as someone who is a particular eater, right? Because I am mm-hmm. some adventurous, but also I eat a lot of the same foods. I'm kind of a 10 food mm-hmm. person. Now yeah. and then I'm in the mood to eat something different, but like I like what I like and I can count mm-hmm. on it to be the same thing. And that's important yeah. to me. But you can see these dis- this discourse like on social media, like, oh, your friend who only eats chicken nuggets, your friend who only eats chicken mm-hmm. tenders, like, and there's still this judgment and it's like, yeah. there's there's like a shame attached to it. And so mm-hmm. with my kids, with the picky eating, it's not about getting them to eat more foods because even if you have a 10 food kid, they're probably eating mm-hmm. some sort of fruit or vegetable. There's other ways to supplement yeah. nutrition. If you have a super picky kid and you're really concerned, talk to your doctor. Feeding therapy exists and is a game changer. Yeah. My kid did go through a feeding therapy. But for me, it's it's very much about taking away the anxiety surrounding food because I think a lot of it is mm-hmm. that because what if I taste this and it tastes really bad and I can't get the taste out of my mouth like mm-hmm. and so for me it's been a lot of talking to my kids like what are you afraid yeah. is going to happen if you taste this why mm-hmm. what if I don't like it yeah what if what if you don't like it what happens next well I guess I could mm-hmm. spit it out yeah well I still don't mm-hmm. want to try it okay. okay I've never put the pressure on to get them to try it I encourage it Mm-hmm. I encourage it. And one of the things that I do, if it's a new food, I'll put the safe foods on the plate and I put a little yeah. bit of what I cooked on the plate so that they know they're going to have a full belly and the mm-hmm. option to try the new thing is there. Yeah. See, when we try to understand what is making our kid avoidant to new foods, we can start to help them parse out 
what it is they do and do not like. Because if it's a visual thing, well, we might be able to fix the visual thing. If it's my, both of my kids, even my adventurous eater, they still really struggle with what I call amalgamation foods, meaning soups and casseroles, tacos that have already been assembled, which is part of the reason we do the round circular Mm -hmm. thing, because my kids will eat all the ingredients of tacos and they will build the tacos themselves. Yeah. And eat them like tacos. But if I pre-assemble the taco, absolutely not. I don't know what's yeah. in there. I don't know what if you tried to hide anything. And it's not even a trust issue. But they're just like, I, I want that. Autonomy. It's the same thing you were talking about. I want that autonomy. They don't like when everything is pre-mixed. So have I absolutely made chicken noodle soup and then sat there going, ow, ow, ow. To pick out all the carrots and put them in a little bowl, to pick out all the noodles and put them in a little bowl, just so those chunkiest bits are separated. Right, right. Now, we also, we de- deconstruct everything. Like, if I make burritos, mm-hmm. my eldest is going to eat a plain tortilla and then eat the meat with a spoon. A spoon and I'm like, of beans and a little bit of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. One of the things that I do when I want to introduce a new food, I I don't do it at dinner time, uh, unless it's in that way of like mm-hmm. putting a little bit on the plate, but right. maybe at snack time, maybe after lunch, because if I'm just trying to get them to try it, it's not important mm-hmm. that they eat the whole thing. And if they're already satisfied, 
they're more likely to be willing to because if, if they're hangry and you're like, mm-hmm. well, here is this new food you've never seen before or heard of. Will you please try it? Yeah. Let's continue delaying the food that you actually need and deepening that hanger. Right. Right. And and the other thing, I mean, I think I've talked about this before, but we do have a system of it's kind of bribery. It's more an incentive system with mm-hmm. one of my kids where if yeah. you try the new food, you get a dollar and mm-hmm. you can cash out at five. And this works because there's no consequence if she doesn't try it. What it yeah. is, is because she gets to a point where she smells something she thinks it smells good. She's interested, mm-hmm. but there's that anxiety bit. And sometimes that incentive can be just the mm-hmm. push she needs to do it. Uh, I know right now we are working our way up to a, a burger. She is she Ooh. has been toying with the idea of a burger for months. Like an assembled burger or a hamburger patty? Like an assembled burger because she got really into the movie That's Good Burger. And That's a now, lot. Yeah. And so she's asked for a burger and then I'll get her one. And then she looks at it for a while. And then she's like, I'm not ready. Not like, darn, now I have to eat the cheeseburger. Oh, no. I'm so disappointed. That's my favorite. (laughs) Now, this is one of those points where I always feel like I'm about to throw myself under the bus because I've not always been a gentle parent. I was later to the game. I I converted, uh, as Mm -hmm. it were, uh, when Abby was about six or seven. And I, honest to God, do not remember how old she actually was. But it was somewhere in there. Been closer yeah. to eight. I don't know. Lower but elementary. It was somewhere in there. <laughs> but Abby was a picky eater. And she is one of those that she got pushed into the picky eating field because for the longest time, her picky eating didn't start until she was about five. Mm-hmm. And I could not figure out all of a sudden she went from, yeah, no, I'll eat everything to I will never eat meat again. I'm a vegetarian. She didn't even know the word vegetarian, but yeah. like all meat all of a sudden just became a roadblock. And I tried to fix that and I did not do it well. I didn't oh. I didn't do it well. I was pressuring to bites, to tastes. Uh, you can't, if you put it in your mouth, you can't spit it out. You just have to swallow oh. that bite. You don't have to take another bite. That was not the way to handle it. I ultimately ended up messing with her more than helping her mm-hmm. i i had to reverse course now we have had really good conversations i figured out where that hang up was her gem of a other grandmother who is no longer a part of her life showed a 5 year old uh, a slaughterhouse video no yep yep oh yep, 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 yep. no so that's where her hang up on meat came. We're still working through that one because that was kind of a trauma point for a five-year-old. To I watch. saw a video with that and when I was like 20 and that's also part of my hang up. So yeah, a five-year-old watching a full unedited start to finish slaughterhouse video. Oh, what a choice. Don't, Don't do look that. those up, by the way. Anyway, we're, we're now to a point where she can try new things without any more trepidation than any of the rest of us have about, oh, this is a new food. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about it. Nope, don't like it. Um, mm-hmm. Or, oh, that's not so bad. And she is aware that when when it starts to get hard to try a food, she's aware that that's fully in her head. Like, she is doing mm-hmm. that to herself. And it is okay to be just like your daughter with the burger. Not now. I do want to try this, but the mm-hmm. timing is bad. And if I put it in my mouth right now, I am assured to not like it. And I want to give it a fair shake. So um, I'm going to pass. I I love that she has come that far. She is still a 10 food eater. She still Mm -hmm. struggles a lot with meat, but she is, she's there and she no longer requires my guidance or, or 
encouragement because she's 16. And I love I love that you share the the change you made because mm-hmm. I think it's so important because I know there's so many folks who are like I feel like it's too late. It's never too late. It's Stop. never too late to make Stop. a different to make a different choice. Even if your kids are fully grown, if you have adult children who have children of their own, any progress you make toward being encouraging and understanding of their emotional maturity, it's great. Do that. Yeah. At 31 years old, I would still love to see it. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but that's, I'll say like one of the success stories from the way that we approach food is that one day I had made like, I don't know, I I had like a bag of frozen meatballs and it was a low effort meal day. Mm -hmm. So I, I made those. I had some frozen garlic bread. I made that. My my kid, my picky eater, she smelled the garlic bread and she's like, that smells good. And I was like, it is good. It's so good. And she's like, what's on it? And I said, well, it's like, uh, I said, there's some cheese there. You can see that. It's just kind of bread with some seasoning. She said, she's kind of sitting, just staring, right? And I never, in this moment, I never encourage the try. She needs to work through that Mm -hmm. on her own. She has to. Mm -hmm. And she goes, and I'll get a dollar. And I said, you'll get a dollar. She goes, even if I spit it out? And I said, yep. And I'm just eating my dinner, right? And I watched her, right, at the corner of my eye, pick up the Mm -hmm. bread. And she's kind of just sitting there. You can't make eye contact with them. No, absolutely not. (laughs) And so she's just kind of staring. She's having a moment with a garlic bread. Who hasn't? And uh, (laughs) she took a bite. And she loved it. And she yeah. was shocked that oh, she, she loved it. It was this, bread. yeah. And she was like, oh, "This is so good." And I said, "I know, right?" And she goes, "This, <laughs> this tastes like pizza smells." And I said, "Yeah, very similar <laughs> flavor profiles." Now she hadn't eat pe- eaten pizza in years. She stopped eating pizza mm-hmm. when she was three. And she goes, "Can you make pizza?" And I said, "Yeah, I'll make pizza tomorrow." And now. We're back to pizza night every week because it's her new favorite food. After five nice. years of not eating pizza, it's back on the menu. And that's so exciting, you know? So how do you talk to your kids about balance and finding that balance in the relationship with food? I think there's a lot of ways that I approach that, but we don't demonize any foods. And that okay. was the timer. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's the whole answer. That was it. I don't. It's over. You don't get any more. Apparently, we're going to do a second part of this episode because um, I'm not done talking about this. So it's we're just getting into the good part. Damn it! We made these yeah. notes, and uh, we did not look we at actually, time. We at actually all made notes for once. <laughs> and oh my god, I'm scrolling. We've got okay. Yeah. So this is going to definitely be a two part. So come back next week uh, for the for resuming this conversation. But in the meantime, be sure to continue sending in your episode ideas, requests or ideas for guests, ways to handle discussing food with your kids. Email us at childproof at betches.com. And be sure to give us a follow on TikTok, Instagram, all the places. She is Mama Cusses. I am Tori Phantom. And you should follow Betches Moms too. And so you don't miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to Childproof on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and leave us a rating. We love hearing from you. And also pre-order Gwena's book that comes out in just a couple months from TikTok sensation, YouTube extraordinaire, social media queen, Gwena Therapist recommended. (laughs) Uh, It's uh, Mama Cuss's field guide to responsive parenting and trying not to be the reason your kids need therapy. 
You can pre-order it. We'll drop a link right here in the episode notes so you can get to it. It's a great book. I've read it. You should read it too. And remember, sometimes our kids are assholes. And sometimes it's us. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacow and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email at childproof at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.